God bless you all. Welcome, and you can take your seats. Thank you for coming to church. First of all, I honor you, because uh, not everyone does, obviously, and uh, it's important. Uh, the church is the church when the people gather. Uh, otherwise, uh, we're not a church. Church is all of the people coming together to be with each other, to spend time with each other, to activate each other, to inspire each other, to encourage each other, spur each other on, and be spurred on in return. Be encouraged. So thank you for coming to church this morning. If uh, you weren't thanking yourself, that's okay. I will thank you. Thank you. When you looked in the mirror this morning, maybe you didn't, when you put your clothes on, thank you. Uh, whatever you did to get ready, had a cup of tea, coffee maybe, uh, lemon and honey, who knows. But thank you for deciding this morning to come to church. And uh, I wanna encourage you to keep that habit, a weekly habit of coming to church every Sunday, faithfully, non-negotiable. I won't, I won't choose anything else on a Sunday other than attending church. Because can I tell you that when we continue to have that mindset, we're gonna see revival. The more Sundays we come, the more Sundays we bring people, the more Sundays we encounter, the more Sundays we get stirred up, the more Sundays, the more services, the quicker the world around us is going to hear about Jesus, going to be impacted by Jesus. And uh, I pray today that what you catch this morning, or you open up your spirit to receive, uh, what you take in, uh, that it doesn't just uh, stay within, but it comes straight back out uh, this afternoon, wherever you go and have lunch, uh, whether it's at a cafe, a restaurant, or at home, and uh, inspire the people around you, and uh, let it flow over to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then we get to come back and do it all over again. You know why Sunday is so important for us? Because we need it. We need the Sabbath, we need the time of refreshing, we need the time one day a week for a couple of hours to receive what God has for us but also through the people around us so that then the other six days of the week when we're out there like sheep among the wolves, we're able to stand and not shrink back. So that's the purpose of church and uh, thank you for coming. Thanks for being here this morning, I honour you and I'm serious in my honour because not everyone who is a Christian prioritises church anymore. So, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Andrew Stone preached. Do you guys remember? And he preached about spheres. And uh, some people might have asked, what is a sphere? I remember in grade eight math, it was something to do with a circle. And uh, you had to multiply it by some fancy numbers to make it three-dimensional. And uh, that's a sphere. So what's he talking about spheres for at church? Church is meant to be awesome. Uh, better than math in grade eight. Well, he also then went one step further and said we are called to influence our spheres. And uh, that's what I'm gonna be building upon today. So today is essentially part two to Pastor Andrew Stone's message. And uh, I've entitled it, Shine Like Jesus. Shine like Jesus. This is my foundational thought for today. We need to have an urgency for souls. 
And this is why. Uh, not only do you not know what's gonna happen tomorrow in your world, you might think you do. Let's be real, you don't. You have no idea. You have no idea what's gonna happen tomorrow because tomorrow hasn't come yet. But even more so for those that don't know Christ, those that don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, they also don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. For those that do know Jesus and have relationship with him, actually doesn't matter what happens tomorrow because we can have confidence. We're gonna have confidence going into each day that no matter what, we've got it sorted because we're not designed for this temporal moment, we're designed for eternal life. And so we have confidence every day we can live in that freedom. But for those that don't know Jesus, not only do they not know what's happening tomorrow or what's coming tomorrow, but they can have no confidence about what might happen. Because if they don't know Jesus, the reality of life is there's two places, heaven and hell, and there's only one way to eternal life, and that is through relationship with Jesus Christ. So I believe that you and I need to live with an urgency a holy urgency, an urgency now more than ever before for the souls around us. Shine like Jesus. Subtitle, in the same way. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, this morning as we come around your word, I pray that you would inspire us to live like you. God, I pray that what is on us and in us would come out that it would be useful, that it would impact and influence the world around us. In Jesus' name I pray. And everyone said? Amen. 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 All right, we're gonna start in Matthew chapter five this morning. A couple of verses, 13 to 16. I'm gonna read them. They're gonna be on the screen. Jesus said this. You are the light, sorry, the salt of the earth. For what good is salt if it has lost its flavour? Can you make it salty again? It'll be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. And he said, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. So we have been given light and we have been told to shine it out for all the world to see in the same way. So there's a statement that Jesus has made that he wants us in the same way to shine out the light for all to see in the same way because Jesus did it. And so we have to imitate him. So, well, what do we do with our influence, with our sphere? I'll get to your sphere in a moment, but first of all, let's focus on shine. Because before we are shining to the people around us, what is shine? Well, I have found, church, the only Greek word that is actually Aussie. Aussie slang. It's true. You know what shine is in its original language? Lampo. <laughs> Lampo, hey, Jono, Davo, Arvo, Smoko, Tomo, Rono, Shazza. Lampo, I couldn't believe it. 
I was like, no way. I reckon whichever Greek person that was would have fitted in to the, to the Australian culture just beautifully. Like, I can see him around the fire at night, having a, having a cup of tea out of the billy or something, just going, you know what? This fire, it's Lampo. That's unbelievable. We need to write that down because that's gonna become like part of our language. Lampo. Hey, guys, look, it's Lampo. Let's go. Come on. I was like... This is hilarious. It's the only Greek word I've ever found that's actually Aussie slang. It's true. So there you are. You'll never forget that now. Whenever you shine your light, you can go, just get my lampo on, you know. I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Anyways, moving on. Question for you this morning. Are we influencing our sphere? Are we influencing the people around us? Or are we being influenced? Bit of old old school language for you. Are you leavening or being leavened in the same way? Like Jesus, think about this. If he is Christ, then we need to be Christians. We are of Christ. We need to be Christians like Jesus. Live like Jesus, love like Jesus, judge like Jesus, lead like Jesus, shine like Jesus. The intention of light, Jesus said, is to reveal something within the place that that lamp is put, to shine, to illuminate, to make something known. And I love that Jesus made the statement, and it cannot be hidden. I like that. It's a bold statement, but I love it. I love that the purpose of it is to shine to those about us, around us, close to us. Come on, think about this. They should not only hear about the good works, they should see the good works in our life. We're not called to be uh, secret agents. We're called to be public heroes. We're called to shine it out for all the world to see so that those around us will be able to be introduced to Jesus. Now, I, I do not wanna sit in my blessing and uh, the people around us, the generation crying out in desperation for an answer to life for purpose when the very answer is actually contained right there in front of them in me. I want us to be encouraged as a church to be a church that the community around us would struggle if we weren't here. I, I want Emerge Church to be known as a group of people that pray big prayers, that do big things, that see miracles happen, that are impacting the world around them for good and for love, with a positive impact on the, on the neighbours that you and I have, the colleagues that you and I have, the, the people around us, that they would, they would see a group of people that are raising the dead, healing the sick, cleansing the lepers, giving and doing and shining and loving in a way that they go, I want in with what they have. That they're lining up going, how do I, how, how do I have what you have? How, how do I get what you've got? How can I enjoy what you are enjoying? How can I get through what I'm going through the way you get through stuff? Come on, Jesus is the answer. And he has called the church to shine it out. That's what I want to do today. I wanna to inspire you with the endless possibilities of what could happen when you shine out Jesus to the world around you, transitioning to an invitation to relationship with him. There is an endless possibility that could happen for that person. You have no idea what their life could look like 
with Jesus living inside of it. That's the goal of today. Come on, the world needs a Jesus revolution. Yes? Come on, I believe that this church is going to see revival and you and I are going to be a part of it. We're not just gonna be a part of it, we're gonna make it happen because that's what we've been called to do. It's time to shine. Jesus said this in John chapter three, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through him. Why shine? Why influence? Why let out our relationship with Jesus? Because that's what God did. And it was for anyone that would believe in him. If you're not a Christian in the room today, can I encourage you that what I just read is the foundational statement of Christianity. That God does want humanity, that he does love us, and he has done everything possible to ensure that the whole world, not just those who believe in him, but he has made a way for every single human being to have eternal life. He has done it all on their behalf. He has done everything that he possibly can so that they don't have to try and do it on their own to get in. Like Chris mentioned in the communion message, that there is no way to work their way into right standing, that they are able to accept that gift that Jesus has given to us, the replacement of our sin with his perfect life. He did it so that we didn't have to. And I love that about Jesus. So let's have a think about the first time that he came down was a way to set us up for a win. And not just you, but the person next to you, the person around you. But the second time he's gonna come back, it's a little bit different. I mean, there's gonna be a lot of crazy stuff that's gonna happen. It's gonna be a massive battle amidst all these crazy trials and tribulations and just out of this world stuff that's gonna be happening in this world. And then there's gonna be a thousand years and then there's gonna be a whole other season of temptation and then there's gonna be the day that will come where it's called Judgment Day. By the way, there's a big battle. There's also a big feast as well that uh, we get to kickstart heaven off with. It's called a wedding feast. I'm looking forward to that one. It's gonna be pretty awesome. But a part of all of the second time of Jesus coming back is judgment day. And we'll be judged on what we've done. See, the first time he didn't come to judge. But the second time he will judge. He'll sit on the seat of judgment and he will judge all of our lives based on what we have done. So be the light, be the salt, do give and go and let's live ready. Spheres. Jesus explained them like this, Matthew chapter nine. Jesus traveled throughout all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. He healed every kind of disease and illness. And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And he said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest, ask him to send more workers into his harvest. The fields are already ripe for harvest. I love that Jesus was anyone that would listen, everyone around him, did the best things for them, and then told his disciples, hey, look at the world around you. Look at them. And with compassion made a statement, that they are like sheep without a shepherd, that the people around them need a shepherd, 
They need someone to look after them, to care for them, to oversight, to stand in the gap, to bring the good news. And he said, so we need more workers. And we don't just need to do the work, we need to pray that there'll be more workers that come in and do the work of all. First of all, before I introduce your spheres, are you living, uh, here's a Pastor Mark word for you, followable. I made it up. Followable. The Bible says this, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Can you as a parent tell your children to imitate me as I imitate Christ? Can you as a colleague, a boss, an employee, tell the people around you, imitate me as I imitate Christ? Have a think about that because it is a statement that you should be able to make. To imitate me as I imitate Christ. And if you can't, that's okay. Just stop. Pause and change. It's really simple, actually. Like if you're like, oh, actually, oh, I don't know, Pastor Joe. I don't know if I would tell the people around me to imitate me. I don't know if I'd tell my kids to imitate me. Come on, we should be people that don't just say, oh, uh, don't, don't do what I do, just do what I say. That should not be a Christian statement ever. That should not be something that comes out of a Christian's mouth. It should be, no, do what I do and do what I say because you can imitate me as I imitate Christ. And if you can't confidently sit there this morning and go, you know what, I can confidently say that to my, my kids. It's okay, I can say that to the people around me. It's okay, just change. Just stop what you're doing that you don't want people to imitate and do something different. Do something nice, do something kind. Don't, don't make a big deal out of it. Oh man, I need to change this and that. And that's okay, that was yesterday. Just choose today, live different. Choose today. I'm gonna live in a way that I can tell the people around me, imitate me as I imitate Christ. All right, your spheres, what are they? Well, I drew them for you. Here's something I put together and uh, that's you. Uh, Yeah, very happy you and a very big head. uh, Full of knowledge and wisdom I didn't realize it was that big in proportion to the body, but that's okay. We'll make it biblical. The head of the church, Jesus, should be bigger than the body, I guess. Anyways, here's your spheres. So I've put them into three categories, all right? Who you are, where you live, and what you do. So you can think about creation, vocation, and location. So I did there, they're all shins. That's a preacher's trick. Anyways, who you are, well, Start with your age, your gender, your family. Let's think about that for a moment. Who are you? Well, if you're a female, you're probably gonna influence females in your world uh, better than me. Uh, I'm convinced that Yvana talks about stuff with the other mums in the parents' room that I would never talk about. And uh, it's probably not a sphere that I can influence as well as she can. And uh, I'm probably not called to that either. Uh, I probably wouldn't know where to start. Anyways, she does. She's a female, that's a gender. She's able to influence them, probably a little bit better than me. Age, well, if you're a similar age to someone, you've probably been through similar things. Uh, You've probably gone through some stuff in the natural that maybe someone younger or older hasn't gone through. So that's another sphere that you are called to influence. Your family, who are you? Your family, your last name. Remember, you're not just a last name, you're also part of God's family. What about where you live, your location? Well, you know those people, um, when you open up your fortress and uh, you draw down the, the bridge and you walk over your moat, and then you climb your 
first line of defence, the towers and you look over and you got your guard dogs and there's human beings next door. <laughs> yes, they are real people, they're not aliens and they do need to know about Jesus. You know, I'm convinced that one of the major reasons that our society is struggling with such things in mental health as loneliness and isolation, by the way, so many people, like the stats are staggering at the moment, is because we all live in our own little fortresses with our own, own like barriers around us. There's no community anymore. I heard this week in a book that I'm reading at the moment by Craig Rochelle that, uh, you know, air conditioners, he hates them. Now, personally, I love them. Summer, I live in 18 degrees all year round. It's 18 degrees at home, it's 18 degrees in my car, it's 18 degrees in my office. I only go to cafes that have aircon so that I can also pastorally care in 18 degrees Celsius. My whole life in summer is 18 degrees. It's fantastic. You know, I can wear my favourite hoodie five times a year. It's ridiculous. It's Brisbane. Anyways, it killed community, he said. I was like, oh, that's all right, maybe I don't like Willis Carey as much as I thought I did. He invented air cons. I think he got into heaven based on that work alone. It's not scriptural. It's just a joke. <laughs> but you think about it, what did we used to do? Sit out the front on the porch, have an icy cold drink, have a chat to Davo next door. Hey, Dave, how's the business going? Mm-mm, not anymore. We're inside with the air conditioner. It's like a demon stuck on the wall destroying our influence of our neighbours. And uh, there's another thing in there too that we often glue our eyes to that is sucking out all of the potential of the people that we live next door to. You have neighbours, human beings. You also shop. Now, the next thing that ruined evangelism was uh, online shopping, online ordering. Can I tell you, don't do it. Go and talk to a human. I hate self-checkouts and uh, I like going to the person at the shops. And uh, one, one way that you can influence them is just go to the same shop, same checkout, and talk to that person. And uh, maybe, maybe even where you eat, maybe decide to go uh, out to a little cafe and uh, you could sit there. You could even catch up with someone. There's a novel idea. And uh, when you're talking to them, you could go, you know, how, you know, and encourage them and how are you going? And, you know, oh, wasn't that sermon on Sunday awesome that Pastor Joe preached about? He told me to go to the cafe and have a coffee. I will listen and obey the Word of God. And uh, while you're doing that, the person who is working there on shift, you might actually start to get to know them. And they might hear your encouraging conversation that you're having with the person in front of you. And uh, maybe you could go, hey, you are... Is this the only job you do? I don't see you here all the time because I'm here more than you now. And, uh, oh, no, I'm actually uh, studying. Oh, what are you studying? Oh, that's awesome. And then the next week when you bump into him again at the same cafe, drinking the same cappuccino uh, with chocolate powder on top and uh, encouraging the same person from church or someone else that you're catching up with or not from church, just any human being. And, uh, and then you can say, hey, how's your study going? And then you can pray for them and get a word of knowledge and then the next week, you can say, hey, it's not weird, but I believe in God and I was praying for you this week and God told me this about you. That could happen. It's true. And they'll be like, how do you, that's, how do you know that? Well, I just told you, it's not weird, but God told me about you and uh, because he wants me to encourage you, because he cares about you, 
and uh, he believes in you and he actually has a plan for your life and it's awesome. And uh, by the way, he really wants to get to know you and uh, would you have a moment maybe at the end of your shift and we could catch up or here's my number or whatever. You see, all of us have spheres. What about what you do, your work, your hobbies, maybe even your dreams? How is a dream a sphere? Well, if you're not doing what you wanna do, get yourself around people that are doing what you wanna do so that you're getting influenced in a good positive way, but also they're probably got the same mindset as you and you're able to iron sharpen iron and that's a whole new sphere that you could tap into and start to influence. I thought about these spheres for us and I thought, well, what were Jesus' spheres? This is what I came up with. Who is he? Love. What does he do? Love. Where does he live? Love. Eternal love. It's a lot of love, but that's okay. Next slide. You see, this is our mission. That's our mission field. That's the harvest that is already ripe and ready. Every single thing that you are and you do and where you go, that's your sphere. That's the helpless, like sheep without a shepherd that you've been called to influence. It's not even just, well, what about my purpose, Pastor Joe? What about my calling? I don't know if I've been called. Well, you have, it's in the Bible. Uh, I don't know about my purpose. Everyone else seems to know what their purpose is. Well, there you are, that's your purpose. And by the way, it's also your calling and uh, that's your mission field and uh, that's what you're gonna be judged on just so you can get ready for the exam. (laughs) Romans 10, 13 to 15 says this, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? Well, we've been sent. This is why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. That's why my feet are actually my best feature. It's true, when I was proposing to Yovana, I was like, how do I pop the ring and like, and get on a knee? How can you put a knee down and a foot? I'm like going, can I, can I go like this? or something, I don't know. It's like, it's definitely my, one of my uh, best uh, assets and uh, unfortunately we have to cover them up so much. Anyways, if you want beautiful feet too, just bring good news. If you've never liked your feet before, bring good news, watch them change. I wanna encourage someone here today while I was putting together this message, I really felt, uh, to share Galatians chapter six, verse nine, it says, uh, don't get tired of doing what is right. Don't get tired of doing what is good for at just the right time, you will reap a harvest if you don't give up. So my encouragement to you, if you've been praying for someone in your family, if you've got a family member that is not saved yet and it is hurting your heart, can I remind you that you are praying to someone who loves them way more than you do, someone who has proved that love with the cross and is on their heart knocking every day, hoping that it will be open. So be encouraged, don't give up, because you will reap a harvest of what you have been doing. The foundation of our mission, everyone's mission, your mission, my mission, is the Great Commission. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 20, Jesus told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth, therefore go, 
and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. Be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Church, it's not the great suggestion. It is the great commission. So next slide, we take our mission field and our life and we put it on the foundation of the great commission. And by the way, you should be praying for your spheres because you're the only one that's gonna pray for them and fight for them. And the gifts that you've been given are actually for your mission field. See what I did there? It's the Christian fish symbol, if you didn't notice. Anyways, you and I are being called to be Christian. And we're called to pray and to use the gifts that we have, not to further our own kingdom, but to build upon the great commission and see our spheres influenced for Jesus, because they need Him, they want Him. So when you go to work, when you go to your mission field, when you go home to your mission field, when you go and shop at your mission field, when you go and spend time with your mission field, remind yourself upon the great commission that you have been called by God, you have purpose in your life, that you weren't the only human being that missed out on a, on a purpose or a ministry or a calling. That's who you are, that's what we come from, and that's where we've been sent to the whole world around us. This is your purpose, understand your purpose. It's a holy calling. Jesus said in John chapter 15, 13, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Church, it's not about you and me. It's about everyone else around us. Your Christian calling is your calling. Come on, you've been called to be light, to be salt, to be ambassadors, to be ministers of reconciliation. Don't sit there and say, well, I don't have a purpose. I don't have a calling. You do. You're a Christian. Be a Christian. It's the greatest calling that could ever happen. Jesus said, come and follow me. I'll show you how to fish for people because can I tell you, not only do I want as many of my family in heaven with me and those around me, I know Jesus wants the whole world in heaven with him. So the gifts, what are the gifts that you have? Well, Romans chapter 12 tells us, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. If you have the gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. If you committed a crime anywhere in the world, you are so unique that your DNA or your fingerprint will catch you out. It's incredible, there's no one else like you. You're the only you and you have a gift from God and whatever that gift is, you've been told by the Bible to use it well to serve those around you. 
So I wanna encourage you this morning that if you are an encourager, if you are a giver, if you are a server, the things that you love doing that make you tick the gifts of life, the things that you love talking about to the people around you, the things that you love doing for the people around you, do them well, lean into it. Spend time developing that gift. Spend time working on that gift. You know Jesus, the Saviour of the world, one verse in the whole Bible tells us what he did from the age of 12 to 30. The guy spent 18 years of his life not doing the ministry that he was called to do, but developing the gifts that were on his life. Luke 2.52, and the boy grew in wisdom, in stature, in favour with God, and in favour with people. He spent time developing himself. You've got a gift. Develop it, use it well, use it again and again and again. Let's have soul's goals. How did Jesus love us? Well, I think the cross proves that one. Even if people around you won't ever respond and choose him back, he loves them so much that he died for them anyway. I love that about Jesus. Every time I think about that, I'm like, that's awesome. I love that he was willing to do that regardless, knowing that not all would choose him, but he did it anyway. How did Jesus love the world? Well, we've got the gospel stories for that. I mean, just, you just read them. And, and the people that he chose to dine with, the people that he chose to hang out with, the people that he chose to give his time to, the people that he pursued in this city and over that lake and went through this to get to there and to do that. Just read the gospel stories and recognise what he did to get to the spheres that he was called to influence the people right there around him. I love the gospel stories. How should we love the world? 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 to 21. Can I get the band to come back? 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 to 21. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much He loved us by sending His one and only Son into the world so that we might have eternal life through Him. This is real love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God but if we love each other, God lives in us and His love is brought to full expression in us. The world around you will see God when you love Him. When you shine like Jesus, the world will be able to see the invisible God. You can see the invisible God when you love the humanity right there standing in front of you. No matter what's going on in their world, it doesn't matter because you don't know where they were born. You don't know how they were raised. You don't know what has made them get to where they are in this moment. Just shine like Jesus. Love them and reveal to them who God is. Pay for that person's groceries. Open that door 
for that person. Do whatever it is that is right in front of you in your sphere and reveal the invisible God. Verse 13, God has given us His Spirit as proof that we live in Him and He in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Father sent His Son to be the Saviour of the world. All who declare that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them and they live in God. We know how much God loved us. and We have put our trust in His love. God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face Him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced His perfect love. We love each other because He loved us first. If someone says, I love God, but hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God whom we cannot see? And He has given us His command. Those who love God must also love their fellow believers. John is telling us here to not just love, but to continue to love one another. Continue doing what God has placed you here to do and live like Jesus. Shine like Jesus. It's what He has asked us to do. Come on, would you stand with your feet this morning? I love at the end of the Great Commission that Jesus said, I'm sending you out and your task is to go into all the world. So any single human being around you, tell them about the good news, get them baptised and teach them the commandments of God. But then He said, but I'll be with you even to the end of the ages. Church, He's still with us. He's with you. When you get up every morning and you go in to the tasks for that day, be encouraged and be reminded, He is with you. You don't have to fear. You can be bold. You can be confident. And I love what Jesus then did for His disciples and He's done it for us. He's like, hey, before you go do that great commission, I'm gonna send you what you need to do it the Holy Spirit, the power from on high, the promise of the Father. And I love what happened when the Holy Spirit came. Acts chapter one, verse six to eight, it says, so when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking Him, Lord, is the time come for You to free Israel and restore our kingdom? You see, in that moment, they're like, is it time for us? Can we get what what is coming for us? Can, Can we put our feet up? Can we rule and reign? And Jesus is like, no, because there's still too many people that don't know about me. And He replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times and they are not for you to know. Don't worry about that. Don't be consumed by that. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends 
of the earth, telling people about Him everywhere. Come on, the Holy Spirit was not sent so that you and I could have a great moment inside a service and get goosebumps and feel good about life. No, the Holy Spirit was sent to power you to be a witness so that you could be bold, that you would be confident that in every day of every moment that you carry the power to do what God has asked you to do, to be a witness. It's the greatest calling. It's come from God. It is your mission statement. It is the vision for your life. And I wanna encourage you this morning and inspire you that you have a whole sphere out there of human beings that you've been empowered by God to be their witness, to tell them about Jesus. Church, it's time to shine like Jesus. It's time to live like Jesus. It's time for the world around you to see Jesus in you, to see Jesus in your words, to see Jesus in your actions, to feel Jesus in your love as it overflows to the world around you. My final encouragement is this, don't let anything stop you. Nothing. Don't hide the light, don't keep the light to yourself. We need to shine like Jesus. I wanna give you confidence this morning that just like you love Jesus, if you're in this room and you have a relationship with Him and you love Him, can I tell you with confidence that when you introduce someone to Jesus, that the only thing that they're gonna be unhappy about is that you didn't introduce them earlier, that you didn't introduce them sooner to Jesus. It's Jesus, it's who they need, it's who they want. It is Jesus that you are introducing them to. It is Jesus Christ that you are shining to the world around you. Who He is, that's what you're shining out. What He can do for them, not just for now, but for all the time to come. That is who Jesus is to the world around them. That's what you get to give them. The only thing, I'm convinced of it, the only thing that they'll be up, upset about is that you didn't introduce them to Him sooner. So when you go and shop at that shop, when you go and eat at that place, when you go home to that home, when you go to work with those people, every single one of them, shine like Jesus. Every single one of them, live like Jesus. Every single one of them, tell them about Jesus because they need to hear about Him. Come on, Ben, can you come out? I just wanna worship just for a moment. I want you, church, come on, just close your eyes. I just want you to fix your eyes on Jesus just for a moment this morning as we come to a close. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come. And stir us up again this morning. Holy Spirit, you've been sent to empower us, to be a witness to our family, to be a witness to our children, to be a witness to our parents, to be a witness to our neighbours, to be a witness to our boss, to be a witness to our neighbours, our colleagues, our university students. 
to be a witness to the ones we play sport with. Holy Spirit, stir us up again this morning in Jesus' name. Oh, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Take your place. Take your place, Lord. Take your place. Oh, God, we enthrone you this morning. We exalt you right now. We magnify you right now. We lift you up right now. Jesus. Come on, church, just for a moment this morning. Let's just worship Jesus. Come on, open up your heart, open up your mind. Come on, lean in just for a moment. magnify you Jesus there is no one one like you come on come on let's tell him take your place take your place Jesus take your place Jesus in our life every day take your place oh in every home this morning take your place sing that again. Take your place. Take your place. If you're a business owner, come on, declare this over your place of work right now. Come on, if you're an employee, declare it. Pray it out. Take your place, Jesus. Come on again. Take your place for the street that you live in. Come on, let's sing it out and declare it over our neighbours, over our homes. Jesus above it all. Take your place in our lives, wherever we go, who we are, no matter where we are. Jesus, take your place. Take your place. just for a moment right now. We've got Sunday, fun day next week. I want you to turn around and grab one of those cards that is on your chair because it's no point sitting there if we don't take these things and put them in the back of our phone cases or put them in our pocket or put them in our wallets and use them to invite someone to our Sunday, fun day next week, then there's no purpose. There's no mission. There's no calling. 
But that's not true because you and I have the great commission that is the foundation of our life. You've been gifted with ministry gifts. You've been given weapons of warfare like prayer and you've been called by Jesus, your Lord, to oversee and shepherd the people in your world. If there are people struggling in your workplace, you are responsible for them. If there are people struggling in your place of home where you live, you are responsible for them because you are their shepherd. You're the one that God has called and sent. You are the one that is able to influence that sphere and shine like Jesus. So I want you to take that card right now. I want you to lift it up. I want you to start to pray for it. I want you to lift up the voice that you have right now with the power of the Holy Spirit that has been sent to you to encourage you, to embolden you, to give you the power to be a witness to the world around you. So God, right now, we lift up that family member that this week we are going to tell them about the goodness of being a child of God. Lord, that work colleague that we sit next to every day, Monday to Friday, Lord, that You have put in our world. God, we ask right now, as we shine like Jesus, that they would see that there is hope, that there is purpose, that there is reason to their existence, that they have a calling on their life, that they are loved, that they do matter, that they mean something. Lord Jesus, I ask that You would give us an emboldened spirit this week to be the witness that You've called us to be. Oh Lord God, that university lecturer that we listen to every week, that uni student that we sit next to, Lord God, that person that we are standing behind as we drop our kids off at school. Lord God, I pray this week that You would empower us to be the witness that You've called us to be. Lord God, the neighbour that lives to our left, to our right, behind us, next to us, across from us, above us, below us. Lord God, I pray that this week You would empower us to be the witness that You've called us to be. Lord God, I stand against fear right now, the fear of man, the fear of rejection, and I rebuke it over this place in Jesus' Name. God, I ask that You would set us free from the stronghold, from the lies that come from the pit of hell. Lord God, that we would choose every day to exalt the Name of Jesus, every day to lift Him high, every day to shine like Jesus. Lord God, I pray whatever it is that is causing us to shrink back, to sit down, to stand back from the people that You have called us to influence. Lord God, I pray that that would be broken off of our life. Let it be broken off of our mind in Jesus' Name. Lord God, let us see the potential of the person before us with Jesus living inside of them. Lord God, let us see the potential of their life with Jesus living inside of them. God, let us see the potential when we invite them when we share our story, when we shine like Jesus and share our love, share our testimony. Lord God, when we invite Him to church, when we invite Him to Sunday Funday, Lord God, I pray that, it would, that there would be a response with a yes 
in their heart. Holy Spirit, we are asking right now that You would soften the hearts of those around us. Let them not be hard hearts. Lord God, we are asking that You would remove the scales from their eyes in Jesus' Name, the shackles from their life in Jesus' Name. God, I pray right now that as we walk into those spheres this week, look God, that the same Spirit that raised You from the dead that lives inside of us would shine brightly out of us. Let it shift the atmospheres. Let it expel the darkness and let it bring freedom in Jesus' Name. Thank You, Lord. God, I ask that You would release us of the issues of this world that cause us to worry. Lord, would You release us from the fear of man. Satan, I rebuke You right now over our minds and I command those lies to stop. That every single person hearing these words has been called, is loved, is accepted by God, was died for on that cross, has been given a gift and purpose, a ministry and a mission. Holy Spirit, I pray that You would release us this morning in Jesus' Name. Holy Spirit, help us to shine like Jesus. Come on, would you make that your prayer this morning? Would you repeat that with me? Holy Spirit, help me to shine like Jesus. Holy Spirit, help me to shine like Jesus. God, I pray that You would release us today. Lord, I pray for a great abundant blessing over our life. Lord Jesus, You said You came to give us life and give it to us in abundance. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen. Come on. I wanna invite you in this room right now that if you don't know Jesus, I wanna give you an opportunity to get to know Him right now. I wanna give you an opportunity to start a relationship with Him. Because you don't know what tomorrow may mean for you. And I wanna encourage you that Jesus wants a real personal relationship with you because He loves you. And He came to the cross to die for all of the stuff, all of the sin, all of the yuck, all of the regrets, all of the shame that we do. And He took them on Himself, the ones you've committed, the ones you're committing and the ones you will commit. They've all been dealt with. A once for all time sacrifice, our Bible tells us. So He doesn't need to die for you again. He's done that. And it was so that in a moment like this, that you could believe in your heart that He's real and confess it with your mouth. The Bible says that if you do that, you'll be saved. Saved into a eternal life with Him and with every believer, but also saved from doing this time now on earth alone. That you get to do it with Him. And that you get a unlocking, activating purpose on your life. The gifts that you have the weight of heaven coming into them and making them all that you've been called to be. Can I tell you with confidence this morning that I can promise you that if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, as you step into a relationship with Him, the greatest version of your story will become possible. Because you can strive and strive and strive like the world does. 
But the best version, the better version of your story is with Jesus unlocking that potential in your life and leaning into it and abundantly blessing it. You might think you can do a lot. Can I promise you that with Him, you can do even more. So I'm gonna ask everyone to close their eyes right now. If you're a Christian in the room, can I invite you to be praying right now? Because this is the moment that the enemy fights against. So would you pray right now for those in the room that don't know Him personally? And if that's you here, well, every eye is closed. I want you to do a thing in a moment. I want you to raise your hand to say, Jesus, I choose you. And I want you to raise it up so that I can see it, so I can pray with you and so that God sees it, knowing that you are choosing Him today. So with every eye closed, I'm gonna look across the room right now. And if that's you, I want you to raise your hand right now and say, today, Jesus, I choose you. Is there anyone here? Is there anyone here? Is there anyone here? Come on, this is your moment. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, He wants it, He wants it with you. Maybe you're in the room and you know that you've walked away from your relationship with Jesus. Take the moment, this is for you. Seize this opportunity as I look across the room. Is there anyone here? Come on, I invite you, raise your hand. It's the greatest decision you can ever make. It is the greatest thing that you can ever do, welcoming Jesus into your story. Thank you, I see your hand, you can put that down. Is there anyone else? Is there anyone here today? Is there anyone else that wants to do that? Every eye closed, only look across the room one more time. If you wanna do that, I encourage you, raise your hand right now. Is there anyone here? you, Lord, for that person that raised their hand. I wanna encourage you and I wanna meet you at our Next Steps banner at the end of the service. I wanna pray a blessing over you right now, Lord God. I ask, Lord God, that they would feel you in this moment. Lord God, experiencing your tangible love. God, that they would feel the response, the leaning in as they have lent into you. God, as a church family, we welcome them in to your family. God, we celebrate with you someone has come into relationship. God, I pray, Lord, as they have made that step to invite you into their life, God, I ask an abundant blessing over them in this moment and every moment to come in Jesus' Name. And everyone said? Amen, 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 amen. Come on, if you wanna celebrate it, let's celebrate it. Awesome. I just wanna invite you to meet me up there back at our Next Steps banner and uh, I'd love to chat with you. And uh, if you didn't put your hand up, but you've got questions, come and meet with me. I'll stand there, I'll answer your questions because I want you to know Jesus if you don't. Well, church, God bless you. I encourage you this week, shine like Jesus. Recognise that you are Jesus to the world around you. And whatever you do, wherever you live, all of those spheres, your vocation, your location, and who you are, your creation. Shine like Jesus. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Let's go out praising Him this morning. Thank you, band.